Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Natural Born Hunter podcast. And tonight, we're going to start out with this. Phil, what is better than getting 10% off on your Mountain Ops purchase? Getting 11% off your Mountain Ops purchase? That's true. And what's better than that? Well, we can walk this all the way up, but let's just go ahead and jump right up to 20% off, Will. Yes, let's not annoy our listeners by going <laughs> increment by increment till he gets 20%. <laughs> if you want 20% off your next purchase from Mountain Ops, go to GetMountainOps.com, enter the coupon code NBH20 at checkout, and boom, you get 20% off. I encourage you to do so. I love my Mountain Ops. Hell yeah, they've got great proteins, pre-workouts, they got little... BCA pills that I love, multivitamins. I mean, if you want to get jacked, just take a little Yeti, and you will be well on your way. That's it, man. And you can't beat the new flavor of the Yeti. So check it out, everybody. Once again, NBH20 at checkout. Also, uh, we are able to provide to you a pretty sweet gift code from Maven Optics which is NBH gift. If you enter that at your checkout, they will send you some free Maven swag with your purchase. I mean, these are probably one of the hottest binoculars out there today. They're fully customizable, you know, when it comes to camo patterns, colors, and not only that, they're great glass. I'm going to have Phil tell you a little bit more about that because he had a really nice expensive pair of binoculars and he sold them and got himself yeah, some no, Mavens. I Absolutely, man. I mean, when you when you look at us as hunters, we want the best bang for our buck, right? And not everybody has fifteen hundred or two grand or twenty five hundred dollars to spend on a pair of optics. So why not get as close to the good the quality of what those two thousand dollar pair of binoculars are for half the price? You know, I mean, Mavens put a excellent product together. They've eliminated the middleman and brought you the hunter, you know, the best product they can put together and kept it in a reasonable price. So, you know, if you don't believe us, you know, they're out here, they're finishing first or second in, in all kinds of awards when they're, they're putting their binoculars out there for an independent review. They just took second in a recent review on their spotting scope. And that's, there was over 30 entries into that review. Uh, all the big boys were in there too, ladies and gentlemen. And Maven, yes, on their new spotting scope, took second place in there. I mean, if that doesn't tell you, you know, that they're, they're putting out top-notch quality products, you know, I don't know what it is. Listen to me. It's money. Listen to Will. You know, they're giving us, they're giving us and our listeners the opportunity to, you know, look, if you're watching, check out this sweet hat I got on. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a sweet hat right there I got with my binos, right? So check it out, man. They're going to kick you a free gift. I encourage you to support the companies that are really keeping the hunter in mind. That's right. So it's for Mountain Ops, NBH20 for 20% off your purchase at checkout. And for Maven, it's NBH Gift at checkout. Try them out. At Maven Let, built, yeah, mavenbuilt.com. That's right. That's right. So get on over there and try them out. And now go on and enjoy the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Natural Born Hunter podcast. I'm your host, Will Bradley. And today we have returning to the show... Baker Levitt, the Rainmaker. You guys may have seen multiple videos he's done on Facebooks and why he did not make the regionals this year. 
Baker <laughs> is an extremely funny and talented individual. Uh, and today we also have joining us is Logan Stark. Logan is from Black Rifle Coffee and Ready Man. Guys, how are you guys doing tonight? Excellent. Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're doing great. Just got back from the CrossFit Games on Monday. I was down there for a solid week. Um, and now back working 20 hours a day because we are heading out to Africa on Monday. So does that mean so, they make you get all your work done that you'd have to do that week you'd be gone? I know. So I just like to front load everything. So like everything is taken care of. There's no loose ends. Like, if I, cause if I can go, so we, Logan and I actually rafted the middle fork of the salmon river about a month and a half ago. And, and we had no electricity, no internet, no cell service for five straight days. And, that's the first time in over five and a half years that I've gone more than 24 hours without a cell signal or internet. So what I did was like, okay, if I want to have a clear, clear piece of mind on this trip, like I need to make sure that every single thing is done squared away, totally organized. Cause I'm, I'm not an organized person and I'm a, I tend to do like last minute everything. Um, and so, yeah, this trip, like literally I am making sure that like every single loose end that is possibly out there is taken care of. People know who to contact, um, you know, for orders and stuff like that. And, you know, just all that. But this trip, we will have internet access at the lodge. So, you know, I'll be able to, I'll check internet like twice a day. Um, and we'll do like daily data dumps and stuff. So people can follow along on our trip and all that stuff. That's awesome. Where can people uh, check that out? Um, so Logan, we're going to, we'll be doing a lot of stuff on like my social media, Logan's social media, um, we're going to kick off Sunday. It's going to be really cool. We're going to do a gear load out and we're going to do a live feed on ready man, ready man's Facebook. It's R E A D Y M A N no space. Um, so we'll do a cool loadout live feed. We'll go over all the stuff we're taking while we're taking it, you know, kind of gear review type stuff and, um, just basically explain the process and tell everyone how easy it is to go, uh, to Africa. And then Logan, we'll, we'll have stuff on Black Rifle Coffee. Um, we're going to do an Instagram takeover one day for Kimber. Um, I think we're going to do, uh, you'll see some stuff on Loophold's site, our social media. You'll see some stuff on First Light. Uh, and thank you for that introduction to Ryan Callahan. Um, and then uh, 511 Tactical. Uh, Logan, who am I missing? Uh, Velocity Systems. Uh, we've got some of their packs and stuff we'll be using. Uh, already factor tactical, uh, some stuff there. Logan, am I missing anything? Uh, we've got some stuff from Gerber. Um, I think that's, I think that's just about it. Yeah. So yeah, it's not to go too far back, but it was a CrossFit games, pretty big deal. How was it? It was unbelievable. It was the best I've been going since, since, uh, 2010 as a, you know, vendor sponsor, uh, spectator boyfriend. Uh, my girlfriend competes on CrossFit Marysville's team. So it was, um, it was my favorite, uh, yet, in, including the year that Kelsey, they got third. Like I enjoyed this year more than I did that year, to be honest with you. Why, um, uh, why this year more? I went in with really low expectations for the team. Like the year they got third, like we went in thinking they were going to win or get, you know, on the podium, which they did. 
And this year it was just like, it's their last year competing. It's like, just go have fun, try to top 10, a few workouts, um, you know, and just do the best you can. So, and then the workouts and everything, this is the 10 year anniversary of the CrossFit games. And what they did the Wednesday morning, no athletes knew this. They put them on a plane and flew them up to Aromas, California, where they hosted the first CrossFit games ever and put them through the, the first games workouts, but they did it all in a day. Like, it was pretty badass. Um, and then the workouts, like the swimming and then they, you know, they had them do a team Murph where they had to carry a teammate on a litter, which is a stretcher, uh, 1800 meters. Then they did, uh, a hundred, um, uh, presses with the, with the, with the worm and then 300 chest bar pull-ups, then a hundred squats with the worm and then another 1800 meter litter run with a teammate on it. Um, and all in a 511 tactical weighted uh, vest plate carrier. And it was just, it was an awesome, that's how they kicked off the event, the, the games for the teams. It was great. So the workouts were all good. Um, Matt Frazier won, who's one of a uh, Kilkless athletes, great guy, a uh, friend of mine. And it, he just, he dominated everybody. Um, and uh, so it was a you know, big success. So. And then Vendor Village and all that stuff and everything was just great. Do you have a favorite athlete other than your girlfriend, of course? It depends. Like it's, I like Brent Fakowski a lot. He's new. He got he finished fourth. He won four workouts. I like him a lot. Matt Fraser, obviously. I like Garrett and Lauren Fisher. Um, I've gotten to, I've got to spend more time with them over the past six months, and they're great. Uh, there's there's too many to list. Like all the Kilcliffe athletes, I'm great friends with, and you know like them all. They're all awesome. Pretty badass. So. Yeah. Moving forward, you guys are going hunting. We are. Going hunting. Going hunting. So how did this come about? Um, it's actually pretty funny. I was sitting on the couch. My birthday's August the 6th. Kelsey's is July 29th. So about two weeks ago, I was sitting on the couch with her, and like we had literally just booked a hotel in Port Townsend up in the San Juan Islands to go for her birthdays. And, um, I got a phone call that I, you know, he's like, Hey, let me take this. I jumped up off the couch and walked outside and it was Mark Martin out from rack him up. He's like, Hey dude, you want to go to Africa? I was like, of course. And, uh, you know, I was like, what's the deal? And he told me everything. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. Um, and that was on a Friday night. And then, I sent Logan a text. I was like, Hey dude, do you want to go to Africa? He's like, absolutely. So I sent him a text and then, you know, we just kind of started pulling strings and, you know, making everything kind of come together. And then Monday, Kelsey and I were on the way to the gym. This is two, three weeks ago. We were on the way to the gym. And I was like, Hey, by the way, I just got invited to go to Africa. And like, yeah, I know that we have plans for our birthday, but like, you know, is it cool if I, we do that when I get back and she's like, Oh my God, you can't pass that up. So, um, just started pulling strings and, you know, getting things lined up and, you know, booking plane tickets and, you know, uh, talking to, uh, you know, Logan about, you know, we had to basically, but we basically needed to turn the trip into a content collection, you know, so it wasn't just strictly a vacation. It was a vacation, a working vacation. You know, so 
we just started reaching out to companies that we're friendly with and we just do, you know, third party content creation for and whatnot and just kind of, you know, kind of pulling everything together and um, kind of took off from there. And then, you know, um, this is Logan's like really like first real like hunting trip. And uh, so, you know, just trying to fill him in and, you know, he's fired up and I can't wait to go. You know, it's going to be awesome. So, Logan, you were a Marine Scout sniper, right? Yes, sir. So, is. Number five. There you go. And how long ago did you get into hunting? Oh, I mean, I grew up in Michigan. So, by proxy of that, like, you're pretty much required by birth to at least do a little bit of whitetail hunting. Um, but. You know, it was not like I was never that. I was more uh, into athletics than I was, um, like straight hunting and stuff like that. And so, um, and then I got into you know military as uh, being a scout sniper's hunting in a totally different capacity. But since uh, since getting out, like you know, I have this relationship with with nature that I really love, and it. I think it's just kind of come to this natural progression of ex- experiencing uh, everything there is to offer. And, and so Baker and I did a, you know, we did a five day rafting trip in Idaho. And I, I think we kind of like, we talked a, a ton about hunting in general and, you know, we, we immediately were like, Hey, we should do this. We should do this. And, you know, if you can get Baker to not talk about, duck hunting um it would be a miracle but he kind of like got me going on it and it's it's been something i've had in the back of my mind for a while and it's it's been pretty amazing i think that's something that we're trying to capture in the sense that you know this africa trip i think a lot of people would assume is super hard to put together it's super expensive and uh, just the whole process is a lot more difficult than you would imagine so i it's been a leading up to this, it's been a great experience just being like, wow, this, you know, this isn't that hard to come about, but you know, you're going to have an awesome experience leading up to it. It's not a hard trip to do. You just got to commit. Like once you commit and you're like, okay, we're going, then it's just easy stuff. You know, like you just have to commit to going. That's all you got to do. Financially. What, what are people looking at for a trip like this? So, um, we got hooked up big time on the on the trip because there's like nine people going, so we got it at half price, which is um, two grand, and then our flights. So my flight was twelve hundred thirty-seven dollars, and um, I don't know what Logan's was. So we fly out of. He comes into Seattle on. Uh, Saturday night, and then we'll do a bunch of like loadout and gear prep and stuff, and then we'll fly out Monday morning. So, fly from Seattle to Atlanta, we have like an hour and a half, two hour layover. And then from Atlanta, it's a 15 hour flight to Johannesburg. Once we land in Johannesburg, it's a four or five hour drive north. We're right on the border of Botswana and Zimbabwe. Um, and, you know, that's one of the big misconceptions about hunting in Africa is most people think it's like this crazy, insane impossible thing to do when literally all you have to do is buy a plane ticket and book a trip and that's it, you know, and then you just go. And so our plane, a plane game package, you know, we're going to, we have five animals each. 
a zebra, a blue wildebeest, a warthog, an impala, a baboon, and a jackal. And then we can add on whatever we want. But one of our buddies that's going is going to take a big Cape buffalo in Zimbabwe, so we're going to get to shoot up to Zimbabwe. And then um, we're also going to – he's going to take a monster croc, which is going to be cool to, to see. And then, uh, you know, we get our five species, and then, you know, which is just, which is just a, an opportunity to collect an insane amount of content. So, um, yeah, it's, it's simple to do. You get a passport. You know, you fill out a firearm form, which just basically shows in, you're, that you're bringing it into the country, um, and then they can check it and make sure you're taking it out of the country. You know, you don't need shots, you know, you just basic gear. So, um, it's probably cheaper than, than one elk in Colorado, you know, and it's also an experience like no other. Like the moment you hit the ground there, like it's, you'll start seeing animals everywhere. It's, it's just wild. Is there uh are you going to do any add-ons or you just can stick with the five? I'm thinking I might add on a Gims buck, but I've shot an Impala before and I've shot a bunch of warthogs. I've never shot a zebra. I've never shot a blue wolf because I've got a black. Uh, I've never shot a baboon. I've never shot a jackal. Uh, and then a Gims buck. I've got a kudu. I've got a spring buck. I got a blessed buck. I got a steam buck. I've got a bunch of stuff already. So I'm going to focus. I might, I might add on a Gims buck. Like I, it, that's kind of playing around in my head right now. How about you, Logan? Um, probably not. Um, you know, having these five tags is for my first actual hunting trip. I'm, I'm pretty content with that, but I am looking forward to filming all this other stuff. So, I feel like I'm still going to get an experience and like the opportunity to film a guy shooting a croc, like that is up there on the uh, life accomplishments, you know? Well, the Cape Buffalo, like, I mean, he's going to go for a monster Cape with his bow. And uh, like that to me, like being able to watch that, watch Mark do that and then watch Logan film it. Like that's kind of like a double whammy for me. Like I'm, you know, like I'm super pumped to be a part of that, you know, and you know, it's going to be great. The thing about Africa is like, we could go and we could literally tag out both of us in, in, if we wanted to and got really, really aggressive, we could probably do it in two, two and a half days. But like we, the point is like, we want to capture the content. We're not going to rush anything. Like there's going to be zero pressure, zero stress. We're literally going to like the first time I went to Africa, like, I, the regrets I have are not living in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, and, and just kind of absorbing everything that's going on around us, around me and my brother and being there, you know? And I was like, you know, I don't want to say I was bloodthirsty, but it was like, you know, shoot, shoot, shoot. Let's go get animals. Let's go get animals. But this trip is kind of like, I want to experience it. I want to capture that content. And then we want to be able to bring that back and share the experience and share the story, you know, with, people that are interested in learning about it. You know, Ready Man, we'll have some amazing uh, pieces going up on Ready Man. We'll have killer photos and all that stuff. You know, we're going to do some really badass stuff. I'm super pumped. Is there anything you guys are looking, really looking forward to culturally exploring while you're there? Uh, Logan, what if, yeah, Logan, I'll let you take that one. Yeah, I mean, everything, really. Uh Africa is one of those continents I haven't checked off the bucket list yet. And so, I, you know, we're going to be in a resort and 
going on these guided hunts, but from what I understand, Baker's going to line up the opportunity to go try and do some good within some of the surrounding communities. And, you know, that to me is just as worth it as going on a good hunt. Um, but just seeing like how they live. And one of the things that, you know, as I started to look into uh, more and more into hunting is like a lot of the surrounding communities actually prospered quite a bit from these outfitter organizations who do these hunts. A lot of this meat gets donated back into the communities. And so I'm really interested to see how the hunting and the people interact and how that kind of comes into full circle. What kind of opportunities did you line up, Baker? When you on the drive from Johannesburg up to Limpopo, like you'll be able to tell quite easily the communities that have hunting concessions attached to them because those are thriving communities. They have jobs, there's money, there's food, there's schools for the kids, clean water, and all that. And then, like when you go through communities that don't have any of that industry, like it's also pretty obvious because like they don't, it's not the same, you know. So like basically going, creating jobs, providing food for you know all the you know, the, 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 the local villagers and the locals and all that stuff. And it's like, you know, when you get an animal, like they all come and help, they all come and clean it. And like, you know, you let them take the meat and all that stuff. And, you know, it's like, you know, you take a couple, you know, cuts for the grill that night for the barbecue, but you know, you're also providing food jobs and income, you know, for the people that live in the local area, which is just, you know, awesome. Is there anything you didn't do there last time that you're going to hit this time? Um, uh, that's a good question. Um, I no, just kind of focus, live in the moment, you know, and just like I've been before. So now it's kind of like, it's, it's, it'll be cool to go back a decade later. But at the same time, I'm taking a buddy that's never been to Africa, that's never hunted like this, and is relatively new to hunting, so he will get to experience it. That'll be really cool. Um, you know, and just kind of helping control the emotions of the people in the group that have never been with, like, you know, hey, listen, like, everyone calm down and relax. Like, you're going to get your animals. Like, don't be obsessed with you know, putting stuff on the ground immediately, like go out, absorb it all, take your time, make sure that the shots you're taking are awesome and like you're happy with it. And like, you're not just dumping an animal for the sake of dumping an animal because you have a tag, like make, make it count. You know what I mean? Because like Africa is not a place you like go to every year. You know, it's not like you're going to your uncle's farm in Ohio to go deer hunting. Like this is Africa and it's different. So, like, my, my advice and what I want to do is help make sure everybody's focusing on the right part of the trip, which is, you know, being in the moment, being in Africa. It's like all the crazy shit going on around the world right now and, like, you know, the elections and people arguing and fighting all over social media nonstop. Like, this is an opportunity to get away from all that and just kind of live in the moment. Yeah, I had um, Aaron Hitchens on last night who was one of the guys behind the film Beyond the Roar. And he explains mm-hmm. it as being an experiential hunter. You know, really taking in everything you're experiencing to the most you possibly can. Like you say, not just putting the animal on the ground, 
but you know car rides out the people you talk to the villages you see you know the sunrises the sunsets everything you can and i think what's really cool is the fact that you guys are going there to create content you're gonna people are gonna be able to feel a little bit of what you're feeling exactly so the balance between memories created through the lens and memories created through your eyes you know and like i want to make sure that we're not spending the whole trip staring down the lens of a camera and like trying to capture every second. Like I think, you know, we pick and choose and, you know, get the right stuff and, you know, and enjoy the moment first and foremost. And then, um, you know, capture really quality content. So I'm going to, I'm taking a bow. We're taking, you know, Kimber sent us two rifles, uh, Leupold sent us some optics and stuff. And, you know, we're going to first lights outfit us and five elevens, you know, taking care of us and sending us a bunch of stuff and luggage and boots and all that stuff. So, um, you know, we have an obligation to get some really killer content uh, from these companies and, like, put them in a setting, you know, where they normally wouldn't be able to do that, um, you know, because they're U.S.-based. So it's going to be great, man. I cannot wait. I'm really excited. You know, sometimes I think that's the toughest challenge, though, is, is peeling yourself back from that lens and try to take it in for yourself, you know, because I right. think sometimes – and I'm sure, Logan, you've experienced this because you've done a lot of great videos. You can get caught up in chasing that perfect shot. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. This being my first time, you know, it's going to be, I'm kind of torn because it's like, man, I would just really like to go and just totally be in the moment, just experience it and live it. Um, but then on the other hand, you know, everything that happens, I'm going to have the opportunity to relive it over and over again through video. So it's kind of uh, it's a if I if I play my cards right and you know it's funny that Baker brings this up because this is some, something that I've definitely thought about um, you know having this trip come up so quick um, it's been kind of crazy lining everything up and thinking about how this is going to go down and making sure all the equipment happens but I think in the in the moment when you're out there. Uh, like there's going to be those instances when I'm going to be completely consumed by what's going on. And, you know, whether you get the shot or you don't, I think as long as you have those memories, you know, I, I know that we're going to have enough content video wise to come away from this thing. So as long as I'm just uh, understanding that, you know, the most important thing is just being right there whenever possible. Is there anything you're looking forward to the most on this trip? Because it's, it's not necessarily a once-in-a-lifetime trip, but for a lot of people it can be. Is there anything you've been thinking about, man, when I get there, this is the animal I want to see or this is the experience I'd like to have? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I doubt very many people would have, have the opportunity to, like, capture themselves experiencing this whole thing and and having the opportunity to hunt some animals so like if if i can get those because i know there's going to be those times and that's what i'm looking forward to the most is it's like and like being having those little nuggets where the unthinkable is going to happen or like knowing that I'm going to capture the unknown is what's most, it's not like, I'm not just really excited about like, Oh, I'm going to kill my first wildebeest. That's really not what I'm thinking. 
it's more that like all of this great knowledge and experience is going to be packed into this one little thing and I'm going to be able to get it all on film. So this, that's what I'm most excited about. Just the experience. To me, it, <clears throat> yeah, for me, like the process to date, like I literally have stuff arriving at my house. Like I just got a delivery from Leupold. Um, this stuff arriving to my house, working, talking to the companies we're going to be working with. And then, you know, I, I am, I am excited. I cannot wait to see Logan's like reaction. The moment we hit the property, like, and go in the gate, like, that's what I'm like. I, that's what I want to see. And then I'm also really pumped about us being able to capture all this content and then explain to people and share with them how easy it is to go to Africa. It's, I mean, and here's the thing. You don't even have to take a gun or a bow. Like you can literally buy a plane ticket, book your hunt, buy a plane ticket, and then use like a guide's rifle or something like that. You know, um, so I mean, it's it's really simple. Like it's literally at home. It was I got my gun sold right here. It's a it's an eight page document. You have to fill out a few things, serial number, stuff like that. You know, your passport info, and um, uh, super simple. You know, and just sharing how easy it is. And then like I really want to tell the story. Uh, we'll do interviews with like the guy that owns the hunting concession and we'll do um, interviews with the, with the PH, the professional hunters, the PHs and the guys and the trackers and all that stuff. And just kind of like tell that side of the story because you see like in today's day and age, like social media, like there's so many like anti hunters out there that are quick to, you know, make a statement or judgment or say something terrible when they don't know anything about it. So it's like, you know, you get over there, you're providing jobs, you're providing food, you're providing money to the community, which leads to schools and education. Education solves all problems, you know? So there's just a ton of cool stuff that comes from a trip like this. And like, that's what I'm looking forward to. I am also looking forward to shooting a warthog. Like I, I, that's the one thing as far as like putting something on the ground, like I, I love shooting pigs and like my last trip after, I think my brother and I shot, I don't know, I think nine warthogs. But like, I'm really excited about shooting a really big warthog with my bow. I am excited about that. Dude, you are the weirdest hunter I've ever met in my life. Does duck hunting like and warthog stuff. killing. Who the hell picks those as their favorite things to hunt? I can't wait. I mean, I, I, like, I'm not kidding. Like, I mean, so you, with the boat and the bow blinds, you hunt over water holes. And so you're sitting there and like the water holes, like, I mean, it's just all day, like the tons and tons of different animals. Like you'll have seven species of animals, you know, the water hole at one time. And then they have, you know, I love bird hunting. Birds are my favorite. And they have a guinea fowl over there, which is like a, it's about the size of a chicken, you know, yeah, it's I a game it. bird. Yeah. So it's a game bird over there. And like, you know, they're like, you can shoot as many of those as you want. And I was like, listen, I'm not the guy to throw that out there too. <laughs> so like, no, we're serious. So I was like, listen, I'll bring a hundred arrows. I'll bring a hundred arrows and I will like, and like, you know, one of the pieces of content we'll do for ready man is like, is shoot. A, like, ideally it would be cool to like create, make a slingshot, how to make a slingshot and then take a, get a guinea fowl with it and then show someone how to clean, you know, from field to table, like how to clean it, how to prepare it, how to cook it, you know, and, things like that. So we'll do a lot of cool stuff like that with, with you know, with one ready man. And, um, 
like tracking, how to tell the difference between different types of blood and things like that, shot placement. We'll go over meat cuts, like where's a roast, where's a rump, where's a ham, you know, what is neck meat used for, blah, 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 blah. So, like, educational purposes, too, um, on the trip. So, yeah, I, I, I'm beside myself. Like, I, I, I can't wait. Like, it's just, I'm ready to go. Is there, is there any I got point a birthday your, party. Is there any point in your life when you were a kid and you thought, man, I'm not going to go to Africa once. I'll actually be going there twice to hunt? I've never looked. There's nothing in my entire life since the time I was a child that I didn't think I could do. Like, I've never been like, man, that's like, I'm the type of guy that's like, you know, if I see something really cool, like, man, I would like to do that one day. It will happen. Like, I don't ever, there's, I don't, there's nothing on this planet I can't accomplish, you know, like, and, and like, I'm a huge believer in like writing down your goals. And so like anyone listening to this, like, if you want to go to Africa, write down your goals on a piece of paper and write down hunting safari in Africa. Okay. And then start thinking about ways that you can make that happen. Okay. Let's so to go to Africa, you need, conservatively speaking, like, let's say you need like five to six K and including your airfare and stuff, you know? So how can you, that breaks down to $500 a month. Okay. You know, let's say it's going to take you, okay. Can you save 250 bucks a month? Yeah. Can you do that for two years? Yeah, you can. So if you live in a neighborhood, how can you save 250 a month, but also how can you make a little extra money? And basically it kind of boils down to like, what are you willing to do to make something happen? So go cut your neighbor's grass. If you have five, six, seven neighbors, cut their grass, charge them 20 bucks. Do that, you know, every other week. That's $200 a month you're making. Now you're saving 250 and you're making 200 bucks a month cutting your neighbor's grass. You're saving up for Africa. You know, that's a huge swing right there. Save change. It's just, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. Like if you want to go to Africa, dude, it's really, really simple. And there's no tag applications or draw process or any of that shit, man. Find a booking agent. Go to a go to a Ducks Unlimited banquet. Go to Safari Club International banquet. You will find silent auctions that you can bid on hunts for dirt cheap. Like I know people that have won hunts that uh, um, uh, Logan Jess is going to Africa. She won a hunt on a at some silent auction thing. It was like twelve hundred dollars. I think she gets like yeah, three species, right. you know? Yeah. I mean, there's just, if you want to go, man, you can do it. You know, there's nothing stopping you. Just, you just got to make it happen. What are you yourself willing to do to accomplish your goals, Baker? I'm curious. It depends on what the goals are. Something you really want. How far are you willing to go? Well, uh, well I mean, as far as I need to. What's the? I don't. I don't have like. Let's put it this way. What's the hardest thing you've ever had to do to accomplish something you want? Um. Hmm. Nothing. I don't. There's really nothing. Like there's nothing like I've had to do that was like psycho difficult. You know. So I wrote down. Okay. I wrote down two and a half years ago. I wanted to be a state champ in something again, and I wanted to set a state record in something. All right. I also wrote down, I want to set an American record. Okay. So the state record, uh, be a state champ. So I won the Washington state piloting meet two years ago, two, three years ago, two and a half years ago, mission accomplished. That was training for, you know, was, was, was pretty tough, but like the actual meet itself was 
the meet was easier than any training day, you know? Um, and then this year, uh, I turned 40. So I set the state record, uh, in the back squat in Washington state as a master's 40 to 44. Um, the training days on that were infinitely harder than the actual event. Now setting the American record, which is 594 pounds, uh, for 40 to 44 in true raw, which is no knee wraps, no gear, stuff. nothing. No, no gear, nothing. Nationals is October the 12th. So when I get back from Africa, I will have to not live in the gym, but I will have to dial in nutrition, which is hard for me because I don't like paying attention to that shit. And then, um, the training will be, will be tough. I'll have to follow that to a T and like, it'll, that'll ramp up. Um, I don't know that I'll set the American record this year. I would, you know, I'd say 50, 50. Um, the hardest part for me on that will probably be finding the motivation to, to train that hard. I, I don't, I'm not one of those people that's like, Oh yeah, I'm super motivated. Like if I'm not motivated, I'm not motivated, you know? So, but you know, we'll, we'll see. That'll be, that'll be something I'll do. Um, yeah, that's like, I mean, like, you know, I, one of my goals is to go to the bathroom in an adversary's freezer. I have that written down. Ha! <laughs> adversary's written. freezer? Absolutely. Um, that's written down. So that'll oh, wait, be kind of Wait, tough, wait, wait. Let know? me go back. Let me go. How many adversaries do you have? At any given day? I don't know. Four or five. Are but they... like, there's, there's very few people that like. I have internet dust ups with where the where the dust up lasts forever. Like it's not, you know, like I don't yeah, I mean there's 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 one dude in my life that I would if I could get in his house I'd 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 make a number two in his freezer. Oh, oh so it's not no just number about. one, it's a number two in the freezer. Absolutely oh, good God, yeah. Like I mean it's I mean I'm gonna I wanna leave a mark, you know, I'm not here trying to you know, I'm not trying to make lemonade, I'm trying to make, you know, baby Ruth. I hear I hear you. I hear you. So what else do I have um, on my goal list? Okay, here's one. Getting down, uh, I would like to compete in a meet in the next 12 months at 205 pounds. What do you that, That'll at? be tough. What do you weigh uh, Right now, two, probably 230, a little over 230. Ooh, that's a big, big drop. Yeah, it's, but if I, were, if I clean up my diet for two weeks, I'll drop 10 to 12 pounds, you know, and then just kind of need to ramp up the – you know, the steady state aerobics and whatnot, you know, that, that'll be the body weight stuff would be tough getting down into that weight class. That'd be a bitch, but I'm going to do it. I'd love to see you do aerobics. No aerobic conditioning, not aerobics. No, I'd love to see you do aerobics though. (laughs) No way. I'd never have. I'd love to see that in a live video on Facebook. First aerobics class. Let's get Baker doing some, how about some Zumba? Let's L- L- some Logan's Zumba. Logan's feeling this with me. He knows what I'm talking about. Well, you know they do dancing in Africa, Logan. So like we could do some of that stuff. Yeah. Yes. You you oh. have to do some of that stuff. Part of the tribe, bro. Yeah. And here's another goal. I would like to get a, something in the books, like Pope and Young. Like I would like to. I would really like to get a book, a record book. Southern whitetail with a, you know, obviously Pope Young's a bow. That, that would be very, very hard. I mean, a Southern whitetail is the hardest animal on the planet to hunt. Um, in my opinion, like a trophy Southern whitetail, like, I mean, they're, they're 
damn near impossible. That would be that would probably be. And we're talking hard, true and I don't DIY, mean, right? and I don't mean get lucky. And I don't mean get lucky and have one just kind. Of, I mean like hunt one, scout one, pattern it, and do it the right way. You know, like like Michael, like my buddy Michael Howe did with his uh, Pope and Young. He shot the year before last in South Carolina. He scouted it. He hunted it. That was the deer he wanted, and that he he closed the deal on it. You know, my big my white tails have been just sheer luck. You know, Logan, how about you? Goals? What what are we looking at? Uh, for hunting or just life in general? Let's go both, man. Okay. Um, I really like small scale. I really want to eat a snake that I've killed and skin myself over an open pit flame. Poisonous or uh, I like want gardener, do... any kind of snake? Oh. Say that again? Poisonous or like gardener snake. What are we looking at? I don't know. It's one of those things I feel like that's probably going to come, you know, depending on where I am and what what situation arises. But like, I don't know, a, a rattler would be Perf- one that I would like so to, you know, that would you want to you want to kill you want to kill a snake and cook it over an open fire? Yeah. Yep. That's then, happening yeah, in Africa. But... I'm actually I'm texting okay. Mark right now. You keep talking that that won't go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's small scale. Um, I I want to go to. Uh, I got to do every continent. Yep. Um, that's a good one. What are you lacking after Africa? Uh, after Africa. Um, Antarctica. That's it? Oh, that's America. the only one you got left? Yep. Man, that's pretty close then. So, yeah, and then, uh, so Patagonia is always one of those places I've really, yep. it's, it's always kind of flown around in my mind. Um, a friend of mine just climbed Mount Rainier, and uh, that's, like seeing some of the footage that he came back with, that's uh, that's on the to-do list now. That's right down the um, road. I know it's right down the road from you. Um, but I, from what I understand, and from what he said, it was and this is uh, Marine Special Forces guy uh, who's done some incredible things in his life. Um, and then from you know some of the research and from what I understand, it's it's one of those mountains that gets uh, underestimated as far as the amount of difficulty it gets put into do. Um, I would really like to do either the John Muir or Appalachian Trail in its entirety. No supplies, you know, getting just six months in the wilderness. With no supplies? No desire to go on AT. And then, like, and then, uh, you know, yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, I don't have any kids yet. I would like to spread my seed. Um, I think that's a pretty admirable <laughs> goal. So that's, what, that's where I got right now. Just just chuck it out there. See where it sticks. <laughs> yeah. Hey Baker, that's something you could accomplish yeah. in Africa too. <laughs> what, getting him some kids? Yeah. 
Yeah, dude, the snake thing is happening. Like, that's going down. Like, I, I, I mean, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to throw that out there right now. You're eating a snake. The kid one might be easier All than right. the snake, though. The what? <laughs> getting them kids might be easier than getting the snake. No, we'll get a snake. We're going to give us a snake. It's going to be a damn viper or something. Something vicious. So, anyway, uh, that's about it. Will, we need to do a follow-up with you when we get back. Yeah, actually, would you guys, uh, I can make you an editor on the Natural Born Hunter page if you guys uh, would like to do any live stuff. Oh, I will, yeah, I don't absolutely. I don't think we'll have, I don't think we'll have capability to do but we can definitely check it out. Yeah, or um, shoot a video, upload it, whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, it'd be easier for us. To, uh, we'll we'll put the videos. Well, well, when stuff's getting published, like I will contact you and be like, "Hey, here's where this is going today. Here's where that's going." Cool. And then, um, you know, you can share it and all that stuff. And you know, we'll do some stuff where we'll send to you, and then you put it out there, and we'll get some other companies to share it and whatnot. So yeah, man, it'll be, be uh, awesome. It'll be cool. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Natural Born Hunter podcast. Wake up, chase your dreams, repeat. And while you're at it, follow Baker's advice. Write down your goals, get out there, figure out how you're going to put them together. Sometimes all it takes is a little bit of consistency and not giving up on them to make some things that are really special happen. Later. And also, like goals, also goals, they can be any type of goal. It, does, it can be like get a tattoo or anything. Write it down, because if you write it down, it'll, you'll make it happen. There you go. You heard it from the man himself. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming on. It has been a pleasure. We'll see you on the flip side. <laughs>